Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hello, welcome, and good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 257. The Bradley University Amateur Radio Club recorded live on Thursday, April 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Connor Dickey, KD9LSV, and we're going to be talking about Uh, Bradley University Amateur Radio Club, but also just college radio clubs in general and and school radio clubs. Uh, But uh, Bradley's been doing some cool stuff, and Connor's been uh, the motivation behind a lot of that. And so we'll be talking to him about all the stuff going on in the college world here in just a little bit. Last week... Michael Coulter, WHCI, was here from Hamvention to talk about the virtual and on-air activities for this year. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime. Just go to hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And don't forget, you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live on WTWW Shortwave. That's 5085 AM. Saturday afternoons, and that's uh, usually around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, get your questions ready to go. During the last half of the show, we'll have a live call-in time. And uh, let me give you the phone number so you have it ready. You can write it down, punch it into your phone, whatever you want, so you have it ready to go for later on in the show. That number to call to chime in tonight is 8 five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three again eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three break for text no uh so we'll get back to uh connor and uh talk a bit a little bit about uh all this stuff, and you can tweet us too. We're over on Twitter. It's at Ham Talk Live, and if you're on Spreaker, you can type in the comments. We'll check all of those and uh, talk to Connor right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL two fifty nines anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids, let's go. 
there's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connector so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73, from Amateur Radio Newsline. A clean house is a sign of a broken radio. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill over at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. They'll bring you Ham Talk Live. Hey, they got a Ham Fest coming up. Sandwich, Illinois, May 2nd. Newberry, Michigan uh, will be June 12th and Monroe, Michigan, June 20th. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. So welcome back. Uh, we've got Connor on the line here. Connor Dickey, KD9LSV, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line tonight. Connor is an avid amateur extra class licensed operator and president of the Bradley University Amateur Radio Club, W9GWC. Currently, he is a junior electrical engineering major at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. He's involved as a volunteer examiner with the Greater Los Angeles Amateur Radio Group, VEC. And uh, Connor can usually be found contesting, experimenting with digital modes, and practicing from what he learned at CW Academy. Licensed since 2018, Connors received awards for W9JWC, operated down the road at Superstation K9CT, given multiple presentations, and inspires others to take up ham radio. So, Connor, good to talk to you again. Good evening, Neil. How are you doing this evening? 
doing just great like like everyone life is is crazy busy i know you're uh getting really close to finals uh and and i'm getting close to the end of the school year and and uh there's just a, a lot of stuff going on and and this year especially has been kind of a strange year because uh you know sometimes you're on campus sometimes you're not and <laughs> it's just uh a little crazy so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight but uh let's just talk about what you've been doing at, at bradley to promote the amateur radio club on campus and recruit some new members well thank you neil for having me tonight uh we've done a lot of things on campus myself included um i will first off say that we have a, a strong executive board as well as camp on campus at bradley um, currently, I'm at um, my home location where I, I grew up, um, being about an hour and a half away from Bradley. It's not just a, like a hop, skip, and a jump. It's kind of a hop, skip, and jump, but not as big. It's still far enough away that you can't make the trip all the time there. So um, this semester, I've kind of been at home. I've had two, the other two of our exec members be on campus. They've really kind of been... I should say the face and the scene, especially with all the members on campus. Uh, I've kind of taken some of the stuff off campus that uh, some people that are not currently also not on campus and kind of kind of divvied up the roles a bit to try to make sure that we can be uh, communicating forward with all that. And since I'm not on campus, it allows for us to keep in mind the design of all of our various activities. So that we're not losing those aspects of that, that aspect of people that are not on campus that normally we would have on campus. So to start off, um, one thing that we've done on campus and virtually, um, more, more, this is kind of on campus to help, uh, promote camp, promote on campus and get some new members is we've, uh, started to build some tape measure Yagi's. So those uh, kind of things with the PVC pipe and the uh, tape measures you normally get from Harbor Freight, um, build the antennas, and just and allowing them to build everything. Uh, we're right now currently in the distribution phase, kind of with COVID, kind of can't have a lot together type thing still up on campus. So it's kind of, we've got the kits separated, built together. They can work on them. They can ask for our help. Uh, come back, and then uh, if they need the, some equipment or something, they can always. So they're always glad to touch or contact us and help out, and we'll be glad to help them out. Uh, hopefully, as finals kind of slow down and get to the end of it, we kind of want to see those projects coming back and see what people how how they've done, what they've done, did it work well, did it work not work well, what was their thought on the process, uh, besides of our activities. So it's kind of one of those take home things that you can do and uh, come on back with well, I like that. So, we, we've done a lot of that at school with uh the tape measure and you know getting the, all the pvc parts and and then uh going out and, and trying them out with a fox hunt so uh that's uh that's a cool thing and uh if you had everybody in town you could do a fox hunt and keep plenty of distance but uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard when you're scattered around right um so yeah one thing that we've always thought about is that with doing that is you can always listen as much as you want. So you, it's one of those kind of the DFing thing is kind of our thought is to it as well as just 
um, listening various uh, satellite stuff. Maybe you hear some stuff. Normally, when you have your like your ISS slow scan and that kind of stuff, it's kind of one of those interesting things they can hear about and listen to it. And we also do have a a bunch of uh, SDRs that we were uh, graciously funded on part of the university to uh, have as kind of a loaner program. So if, say, a student isn't licensed quite yet, but um, is interested in listening and having a bunch of stuff, you can always have one of those little RTL SDRs listen on, just listen to the repeater, listen to weather, listen to whatever, and figure out what's going on. And it kind of allows them to hear what's going on and understand what's or what you're able to do and kind of this part of amateur radio and you can also pair that with that antenna that you build and then you could say okay here's your sdr here's your antenna well you have your receiver now with a with a computer that of course most students have nowadays yeah listening ahead of time is always a good thing because you get used to you know what an exchange is and you get used to you know hearing what happens and and it definitely helps it gets people more um accustomed to what happens on the radio and um it's always uh a way to get them a little more comfortable before you hand them the mic so i like that because uh they're getting to hear what's happening and hopefully they're hearing what's supposed to happen, but <laughs> we won't get into that too much, but, uh, it's always, uh, always good to listen. And, and I know even, uh, you know, all this time that I've been a ham and, and just got into satellites a few years ago, you know, the first thing was, okay, I'm going to listen to some few passes and and see how this goes because uh the pace of that is just totally different from anything i had experienced in ham radio so always a great thing to listen and and uh, i like the uh concept of building your own antenna to do that with so that that's a that's a cool project that's one that uh would be great for any school yeah and the old squad um and kind of one thing that I haven't done as much this semester with kind of recruitment in general is that you want to make sure that you're recruiting um, a wide variety of majors. So most people think of kind of amateur radio being that technical type uh, group of people, but you need kind of all different facets of uh, skills and traits to put everything together. So you have all the people that might be the the, the communications people to the people that uh, – need to make this get bit like business decisions or need to talk with need to make get stuff done and have effective communication skills and then you also of course have those people that are technical based and are your more your engineers your computer science your math majors all that kind of stuff but everybody together you kind of need to get that whole group to make the uh, whole make the make a club actually work out well especially when you only have most of the time four maybe five years with the specific student in the in the college uh cycle you kind of it's always creating the innovation but it's always you or you're always actively recruiting now how do you go about getting recruits i mean you're obviously going to run into some of the double e's um in in class and and talk to them how do you approach finding people in you know underwater basket weaving 
Right. So um, some of the things that I would did when I was, especially a couple of years ago, back when it was pre-COVID and everything, is that I was in a, a gen ed class and uh, one of my professors was just interested talking about various different things about what I've, what I was doing with amateur radio. And so I ended up talking to a few of his classes and trying to get, talk about what's going on. I'm doing various uh, kind of skills and traits because a lot of it was not, they were all like an education class. So um, we did a lot of non-technical stuff. So it was a lot of the contesting and not really the, uh, just a lot of communication. I showed them a bunch of the QSL cards from where uh, the DX pile or binder that we have. And so that just kind of allowed for us to show stuff that's not, I would say, tradi- what people think of traditional amateur radio. We kind of do because we're in it, but the people that just think it's always oh, it's a technical skill. No, there's other stuff that you can do with uh, amateur radio. There, there's really no better teacher, I think, of, of um, geography than ham radio because – you know, you hear a station on, you got to know where to point that antenna. You got to look that up on a map. You got to find where right. that is or know where that is. And so it continually runs through your brain, uh, which is the whole repetition thing, which, which is important to all that cognitive stuff. I'm getting into all my edu babble here, but, but, you know, getting the, the countries and their locations over and over and over again over a long period of time helps you learn that so much better and um, you know you can do the same thing with qsl cards you know oh there's a qsl card where is this country and um you know you, you get outer mongolia well where's outer mongolia um, you look it up and it's a great teacher. So I've always said that, you know, if there's ever a cross curricular, uh, educational tool, it's ham radio. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Neil. So with the pandemic, that changes the whole dynamic here. So let's let's talk a little bit about some of those challenges that you've had to adapt some things to make it work. So talk a little bit about how you've been handling the whole pandemic situation. So yeah, Neil, we've had a lot of stuff occur since the quarter, March kind of went down last year and just said, okay, everybody go home. And so kind of the first thing that I did, kind of outside of, I should say. The Bradley Club is I got actually involved in VEing and helping do remote exams. And I know you had Marcel on your uh, podcast a couple months ago, but uh, me and him are now really good friends. And so I've helped out with all that stuff. And that was kind of my first bit in there uh, until kind of the fall and getting back into school spectrum. Once we got into the fall, um, it just kind of worked out. What the, we had our rule on campus was for the space that we have, we could have no more than two people in our club room or a shack at a time. So that kind of cuts a lot of what we normally do. You normally have a couple people in just listening and just, and then you have normally one person operating and all that fun stuff. So a lot of the uh, station situation kind of with the, the shack and everything kind of went a little bit inverted or flipped in a sense that we had our, you'd run kind of a smaller group and 
which and learning and a lot of stuff outdoors had fun with satellite work listening to satellite work um that all kind of helped in that physical spectrum of meeting with everybody one thing that kind of worked together in the overall uh thing that we haven't really done as much and i think it's just because it we've done a lot more at different with different groups is creating those study groups and creating those various connections with uh just your friend uh, the classmates and the people that you're around so that you can work through stuff and We've really done that a lot over the past year, especially since I'm remote and a couple others of our members are remote. It's just we kind of are using our group as a backbone. Most of the time you, you get that class and you would be able to talk to the person during class and you might know a couple. And then you get, kind of get that six or seven people you, you really know during your class. But now sometimes when you're just all over the place and you're not seeing everybody and talking to everybody face to face, it kind of cuts a little bit of that group thing out. So really cutting, connecting with your strong groups and meeting them and connecting with them. We've really done over really good over this. Uh, I should say the, the past year in general. Well, when you were on campus, I know that you put uh, a lot of time and effort into uh, kind of reorganizing things in the shack and, and, and pl- placing things uh a little bit differently and and in fact you wrote uh an article in my column in in the national contest journal about the um national uh or the north american collegiate championships and and part of that was moving things around in the shack so tell us a little bit about that project so that was back in uh january of uh 2020 february 2020 right there uh, beginning of the in, right before uh, the NACC time frame, which is sponsored, of course, by the Society of Midwest Contesters, which kind of also helps our club and with uh, various stuff as well. And when we kind of got all that equipment together, we're like, well, okay, the spacing of where the chairs were and everything didn't work out, wasn't working out well. So we moved uh, a lot of our, our HF equipment to one side of the desk and just put a lot of it in a rack so that it, the desk space was really cleaned off and you just had kind of that clean desk space there on the for the HF side. And we basically moved a lot of the hardware that we've collected and technical stuff and all your, the tinkering, what I call tinker stuff, all your soldering irons, your, all that kind of equipment. And we actually got able to be able to have different spaces so that actually each, we could actually theoretically have three people sitting in three different desks, three different tables and, and then just making everything work. And then we were able with that to add um, some extra shelving. And so it makes our stuff uh, work out really nice. As you you can see, probably some people might be on Twitter or uh, wherever pictures are sent nowadays that Neil post. That was the HF desk. And that's pretty much the same, same way it is now from, uh, the past year or so, so of course with COVID really hasn't moved much, but we all like, we've liking it the way it is now. And it makes a lot of space and gives a little more floor room and allows us to get a few more people or when back, everything happens, we can get a a couple more seats in there and just have a lot of fun and 
have maybe a pair at the HF desk or a pair working at the, we have a VHF UHF and an extra computer there for people that want to do some side projects. And then this, the soldering station and if somebody want to mentor, uh, getting good with that antenna build we were talking earlier, that's able to work with, uh, nice and easy. So the, the picture that he's talking about is a picture of him. If you want to see that, uh, uh, at the HF desk that we're talking about, go to, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, find Ham Talk Live, and uh, you'll see the the photo there of uh, of Connor operating at the uh, rearranged HF station. And and I, I found that anytime you can stack things vertically, the, the shelving, uh, it, it just makes a world of difference. I, I ended up getting at our school uh, some uh, just. Uh, modular uh wire racks like from you know that would go in the cafeteria uh and and stacked up a couple of those um on the table that we had and it it just made a world of difference you you can access more stuff you can see what's going on and you can get things in a place where you know it's not in the way and uh, it just makes a world of difference, especially when you're into contesting as much as, as you are. Um, you know, every little bit helps. And, and every second um, is, you know, another second somebody else has to make a cue. Right. And that's, that's the goal is it kind of allows people when they're operating and looking at stuff, it's helps clean up some things and versus having everything and everything now on the side and a rack um, makes it really easy. Plus then you can get behind everything real nice and easy and you can uh, shove the table mostly against the wall and then everything's on the side. So you can just pull slide it out of a couple inches and be able to connect or disconnect anything that you need. All right. Well, it's time for a break. So we're going to do that. And uh, then we're going to come back and we'll take your phone calls and uh, questions on Twitter. It's at Ham Talk Live. And again, the phone number is 859-982-7373. If you want to call in, we'll open up the phone lines here in just a moment. And uh, we'll be back to talk more with Connor right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. The great outdoors is calling. Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. Stay connected while off the grid. The IC705 is the perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and outdoors. It's the perfect QRP companion. This base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters and weighs in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, 5 watts out with a battery. 10 watts with a power supply, single sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, and micro SD card slot, and integrated GPS with antenna and GPS locker. The perfect accessory is the optional backpack with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or a day in the park. Visit the IC705 webpage to view accessories and free software available for download. 
or create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. This all mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. It has a 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, dual watch operation and full duplex operation in satellite mode. Visually seize the VHF UHF world with ICOMs IC9700. Heard it, worked it, logged it. ICOM's IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before the various receiver stages to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 is the radio that changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has 15 discrete bandpass filters and that large large 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. The real HF fun starts here. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show. Check out all their cool gear like the uh, 9700, the 7300, and and the 705 that we've talked about over at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com and Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, right now, as uh, usual, it is time for the N9GSU Ham Radio Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. There was a Buddhist pizza vendor at the local ham fest last weekend. I asked him to make me one with everything. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to get some more ham fest so so we can go get a pizza. All right, well, we're uh, back with Connor, KD9LSV from Bradley University Amateur Radio Club. And uh, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call right now at 859-982-7373, or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, uh, we won't 
be able to answer the phones because uh, we're doing this live on Thursday. So uh, let's see. I did see there's a tweet here uh, from WZ1L. Connor is a very busy guy, not only a full-time student, he also volunteers as a remote volunteer examiner and is very busy coordinating activities with the Bradley Club in Illinois. So kudos to Connor. So that just came in on Twitter. So thank you. Uh, for listening and chiming in. And if you'd like to do that, uh, just get on Twitter at Hamtalk Live. If you're on Spreaker, type in the comments or give us a call at 859-982-7373. Well, Connor, one of the things uh, I know you wanted to talk about was was some, some networking. We were talking uh, recruitment earlier and uh talking a little bit about some some networking stuff so let's uh let's talk about that so yeah thanks neil once again one thing to kind of go back to the first part we were talking about how do we try to recruit students and how do we invite all those students from various different locations i mean various different majors and all the various or various parts of campus is uh with the wide variety that amateur radio has, I mean, you could always think of Bob Heil that, with Heil Sound, or you could think of uh, the kind of the traditional stuff like your Motorola and your your RF communications. But you could, and you have the various business people that are entrepreneurs or whatever. I mean, there's just a wide variety of people that are connected with everybody, and so especially as you start networking with these people and you start talking to them and you get to know them, um, who knows, they might be a person that you, you look towards down the road, um, either a couple years down the road when you're looking at a, a, a full-time job or even, even a couple months when you're looking at an internship over the summer or even 10 or 15 years when you're wanting to maybe change careers. I mean, there's so many people that, you, that I've met over the past year, especially during COVID, that um that i probably would have never met otherwise and so for me that's one of the positives that came out the past year 2020 is just meeting so many other amateur radio operators that i did not know already and so just connecting with them and just able to ask them questions um even i mean it could be technical or even just operations of skills during classes or even other students or just other various things. And so the one thing that we kind of try to do with that is we had, um, a, we had a presenter over the fall and just, we try and we're trying to get more of that because we think that that's our way in to get students. The students want to network with people because more net, when you network with more various, uh, people, you're able to create those connections that other people might not have or just allows us to make uh, a name or put our name in the door uh, when you're looking at a company. So, Yeah, it, it always helps. You never know when, when you might be interviewed by a ham for a job. You just never know. So uh, right. l- let's see. Uh, what's... Uh, you, you've got uh, a, a special summer coming up. And, and speaking of networking and, and doing some some things, you've got uh, a special summer coming up. So talk a little bit about your summer. 
So, well, Neil, yeah, thanks for that. Um, kind of the, the success stories of that networking type thing is um, I um, am over the summer going to the University of Arizona in Tucson. And I'm operating uh, at a research experience for undergrads program. And we're just going to have kind of do what a grad student would do over the su- over regular time. And it's kind of only the summer. And uh, the topic is uh, cognitive and high-frequency long-range communications. And so um, it can kind of depends on what who I get with what faculty and staff or faculty and advisor and mentor out there is to kind of where my will it'll narrow into. But um, one of the pre-requirements to um, either before you get there or like once you get there is be ready to take your technician exam. And so uh, that's kind of one of those fun things. And we're just all talking back and forth and we're getting to have a lot of fun over that over the summer. And another successful uh, story uh, about networking is that um, one of our other exec members ended up uh, talking, his interview was with another ham and uh, they went back and forth and um, he successfully got an internship over the summer with that person. So, I mean, it's just, it's, you, you have that common relationship that you can ice break and then you can just go from there. And it just makes it makes the interview makes interviewing a whole makes it easier on you because they already you already have a common bond, and um, it makes them remember you even more because hey that person's a ham that person knows uh, stuff that I know and um, and and they know with it being an amateur radio operator they know some skills that they'll bring forward to an internship or uh, a full time position. Eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three is the phone number. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here in just a couple of minutes. So here's your last chance to call. It's eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three. And uh, checking uh, the the twit the 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 twits the the tweets <laughs> and the and the comments here tonight. Uh, we're with Con- Connor Dickey, KD9LSV from Bradley University Amateur Radio Club. So, so Connor, you've got one year left at, at, at Bradley for undergrad, um, and we've talked about this this four year, maybe five year, maybe six or seven for a few people uh, year cycle uh, that all of us, you know, at, at schools, because I've got a four year rotation at high school too. Um, so in high schools and university clubs that there's this turnover. Uh, and so what's going to be your plan for, you know, after you leave? Well, I've got a, we're working on getting, uh, some of the other lower or some of the, uh, younger students and, Hopefully, we'll between the past year and the past couple of years, we learned helping them learn various skills that I was taught my freshman year. Because basically, I was kind of that on the other end of the spectrum back when I was a freshman. Um, I was really the one that joined the club, and I learned a lot of stuff the senior, my their senior years, my freshman year, and just that's kind of helped bring the club to where it is now. And so. 
I'm hoping over the next year that we can get uh, some new uh, freshmen and some sophomores and some juniors even to help bring the club um, even forward and just keep it growing, keep it evolving. And as we say, that that turnover helps um, with innovation as well. So people will do stuff and they'll like it. And then it's by four years, you're, you have a whole new group. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenge, but there are some good aspects to it. And, and, uh, it, it does change oh, yeah. the, the scene. You know, I, I've had groups that were really into digital and then here lately it's been, no, give me that microphone. And, you know, and, and it, it changes. And, and so it does keep things interesting. It, it keeps some variety going. Um, and it is a challenge to, to keep it running. And, um, we're getting ready to tackle another challenge as I'm leaving. Uh, and so we don't, uh, we don't know what, what's going to happen. Uh, we've, we've got some, tentative plans to to try to keep things moving but um we just don't know and and that's uh and that's one of the things that every club um faces or at least i I keep reminding myself of that (laughs) so (laughs) so i i I like it and i I think that uh i think you've you've got a good uh good start there on on keeping things going well connor we're we're going to wrap things up here tonight but thank you for coming on giving us some ideas of some projects and some ways to recruit and uh trying to get more university students into uh the amateur radio clubs and and beyond the air so uh connor thank you so much for everything you've done you're you're uh a great ham and and a great mentor to the other colleges and universities and uh i just congratulate you on everything you've accomplished so far and wish you good luck on finals and and one more year well thanks for that and and thank you neil once again for having me tonight um and hope you are doing well and uh, have fun with uh, all your adventures especially coming up over the summer and uh headed into the next and over the uh, especially with the camp over the summer yeah, Yoda Camp is uh, starting to consume uh, just about uh, every spare moment I have right now. So it's it's getting about that time. So we're really looking forward to it, and uh, we hope that uh, we can get you over there um, in years to come and uh, and work with uh, the kids and and participate and and, and maybe even uh, start taking some lead on that. So we look forward to uh, to seeing you in the future. I think, geez, I think last time I saw you was uh, St. Louis, Hamfest. Yeah, I think. I, been, I think that's the last. Yeah, that would be about right. You. It's been a while. So, but you know, there's this little pandemic thing going on. So, <laughs> right. All right. Well, Connor, thank you so much for uh, being here, and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Take care, Neil. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Connor Dickey, KD9LSV, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in tonight. 
and uh, invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Uh, when it's hurricane time. Uh, Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, Julio uh, Regali, WD4R, Rob Macedo, KD1CY, and Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, will all be here to talk about the hurricane nets and the upcoming hurricane season. Uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That'll help others find us. Uh, we'd like to uh, let others know about the show. So if you could leave us a review, that would uh, be a big help. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. You came right back to my CQ call You read ability five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ham I don't know your power or the height of your tower